Well, hello, friend. Thank you so very much for taking of your time, your precious time. I do not take lightly the fact that you would bend your ears towards your radio set, towards your phone, your podcast player, where, wherever you listen to this particular program. I don't take lightly the fact that you are listening right now. Cannot thank you enough for your investment of time. I hope you'll enjoy the broadcast today. We're going to look at a blueprint for worship. We are going to take as our blueprint Nehemiah chapter number 8. You may have wondered in the past, why is it that churches do certain things the way that they do? Well, I can't speak for every church that's out there, but today we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter number 8. Hope you'll find your place there. We're going to learn a few things about why we do certain things the way that we do, and then maybe, just maybe, we're going to look at a few things that maybe we should tweak or change if we wanted to be a little bit more biblical in our worship. Before we go any further, though, let me tell you about a gospel tract. You say, you're always talking about gospel tracts. Well, we keep seeing the efficacy. We keep seeing the impact of gospel tracts on lost souls around the world. And so, I'm going to keep talking about them if that's all right. Give me some license and grace, if you would, for just a moment here as we talk about one called Seven Questions Boys and Girls Ask. There are important questions that you may even be facing. You Maybe you're no longer a boy or a girl. Maybe you've exceeded beyond that into your teenage and young adult and middle life years. Maybe you'd even say, man, I'm, I'm over the hill. I have, I'm well past my boyhood or my girlhood years. No, no, no. Friends, there are some important questions that not just boys and girls ask, but there are questions that we all, adults included, would like answers to. Like, who is God? How about where did we come from? What about this heavy question? Where do we go? What happens when people die? Paul Levine, our founder, wrote this gospel track some years ago, and maybe it would be a help to you. I recall not long ago, we had a young lady that ordered some of these because she wanted to give them to her schoolmates at a small school that she goes to, and she ordered dozens of them to pass out to her classmates. And maybe you have a niece, a nephew, a grandchild, a son, or a daughter that you think could be helped by this gospel tract. Maybe you'd like to give it to them personally, or maybe you'd like to pass them out. Go to BibleTractsInc.org. You can get this gospel tract and many others, some 38, 39, 40 other titles, completely free. Go to BibleTractsInc.org today. Now, we're in the book of Nehemiah, and we're going to jump back in there in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I mentioned yesterday on the broadcast and asked you to pray for a man named Shane. Well, I have someone else for you to pray for as well. We have multiple other prisoners. We have well over 100 of them that are in our discipleship studies right now. We have discipleship studies on assurance of salvation, how to know for sure you're on your way to heaven. How about baptism? church attendance, how to handle money biblically, all of these different things, faith and prayer and the office of the pastor and how God would have us to interact with pastors and all of these different things. We have people that are studying to know more about 
Christ, to know more about their Bibles. We had someone recently, though, that we contacted that, honestly, wasn't really interested in these things. He self-identifies as an agnostic. But here's the amazing thing. He said, if you have some gospel tracts, there's over, he says, over 1,000 people at their prison, and he'd like to put some of our gospel tracts up on a bulletin board. Maybe he said someone else would be interested in reading them, even though he is not. Can I tell you, friend? We never know what tool God is going to use to get the gospel out. And so I'd like to ask you, would you pray with me today specifically about our prison outreach? Let's pray together right now. God, we thank you for the freedom that your free gift of salvation can give any man, woman, or child. God, we ask special blessings on each of those that are incarcerated right now, many of which spend time working on discipleship courses, but some, Lord, that don't yet know you as their personal Lord and Savior. God, through the prayers right now of many of your saints listening to this particular radio program, we ask, Lord, that you would soften hearts, that you'd give not only soft hearts, but open ears to the life-giving, the eternity-changing gospel of your Son. We thank you for all you've done for us, everything you're going to do. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. Can't thank you enough for your prayers on our behalf. We want to, if you'd allow us, to put a special emphasis on prayer here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program and in our ministry. I've said this before, but more than your money, we need your prayers. If it's a choice between donating even a, a, a high number, like $100, $500, to our ministry, even more than that, between that and asking you to pray for us every day, can I tell you which one we choose? We need God's people's prayers. We serve a God that owns the cattle on 10,000 hills, the Bible tells us. And if the Lord lays on your heart to give, please feel free. But if God is pricking your heart to pray for us on a regular basis, please do that as well. Now, we're in the book of Nehemiah. Chapter number eight. We're going to begin reading, I think, in verse number two, if we if you'd allow me. Ezra eight two. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women, and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose. Now, I'm going to do my best not to butcher these names that are upcoming here in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 3. Let's try to get them together if we can, okay? You, you look at them in your Bible if you have one, and you tell me, you give me a grade on how good I do. Here's what the Bible says. And beside, beside him stood Mattathiah and Shema and Aniah, and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Maasiah on his right hand. All right, that's half of them. Now on the left hand. And on his left hand, Padiah, and Mishael, and Milkiah, and Hashem, and Hashbadina, Zechariah, and Meshulam. What do you think? Did we get close there? Those of you that aren't looking at your Bible, you don't know, okay? So maybe you need to go back later on and listen to this broadcast on a podcast or something and tell me if you think I sounded those out very well. Verse number five, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. 
for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Now, I don't know about you, but as a kid, I had the privilege of growing up in church. And my parents, my mom was saved at a somewhat younger age, but she was never really grounded as a Christian until she was in her 20s. And my dad was led to the Lord, or he accepted Christ in his early 20s as well. But when they got married and they got into church, this was before they had me, of course, they got into church and as a result, they attended every service when the doors were opened, and that is the home that I got to grow up in. And so I'm privileged of the fact that I got to grow up in a good Bible-believing household, but there were so many times I'd go to church and I'd wonder, why is it that our church does things the way that we do them? Now realize my dad was in the military, and so we moved some eight times in my first 18 years of life, okay? I was in a lot of different churches at the beck and call of God, but also Uncle Sam. And so we moved around in so many churches, though there were minor differences, of course. The churches that we went to were biblically based, and there were so many things they did that made me go, Hmm, why is it that they do the things that they do? One of the things that always interested me was oftentimes, not every single time, but when the text was read, when the first scripture was read, the preacher or the pastor or the one reading the Bible would ask, out of respect for the reading of God's word, let's all stand together as I read aloud. And I think, why is it that we stand up? It makes sense, respecting God's word and all those things. But I I believe part of the reason we do that is because of the example that we're given here in verse number five. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Now, does this mean every time you read the Bible, you've got to stand at attention? Not necessarily. No, it does not. But there is something to be said for giving respect unto the word of God. Now, we also see here in that very verse that Ezra was above all the people. Does that mean that he was better than all the people? That he was some king or some lord to be vaunted or to be elevated above everyone? No, it would just made it easier for him to be seen. For the same reason that we put performers or we put speakers up on a platform so that they could be seen. In a church, we often don't call it the stage. We call it the pulpit or we call it the platform, the place where the preaching happens from. Oftentimes, a preacher will stand behind a pulpit. Now, here in the book of Nehemiah, we see that Ezra, very similarly, stood in a place above the people so he could be seen. One thing I would like to draw your attention to, though, in verse Number six, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Now that word, Amen, let it be. So it is. It's true. That that vocal assent or agreement, Amen. Can I tell you, friend, in your church, when the pastor says something that you agree with, it would not kill you every once in a while to say Amen. You say. I go to a church that's kind of uh, north of the Mason-Dixon line. We are kind of a quiet church, and we don't really say a whole lot when, when the pastor's preaching. Can I say, it's biblical to use the word amen. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't have to stand up on your pew and wave your coat above your head and scream it out loud and proud. Sometimes you can just say, 
a quiet amen. It is possible. You can do it. Don't be afraid. The last thing I'd like to draw to your attention is the tail end of verse 6. With lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. I'd like to notice, allow us to notice, the sense of humbleness. The sense of little me, big God that they had. Hands up, yes, but they had their heads down to the ground. God They almost said with their posture, God, you're great, and we're not. Please speak to us. Today, it's been just a very short blueprint for worship. I hope you worship God as well. Have a great day for his glory. Join us tomorrow for the last broadcast of the week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.